Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. It's your boys. Your back. boys. We're back together. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's the summer of fam. It's the summer oh, of fam time. I don't uh, know about that. Uh, you know, I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm over here. Summer of no worries. You know, <laughs> semi-retired. Yeah. Uh, rocking the you- sweet Hogan '97 tan. You're um, living that beach life. Dude. I am, man. I'm living the beach life. Uh, have you ever heard the story of uh, Hulk Hogan? Have you ever seen like the height of NWO Hulk Hogan, the tan that yeah. he had? Yeah, it's pretty awful. Uh, there's so they had this storyline that culminated. It was like a year and a half of Sting sitting in the rafters and not and right. like not actually wrestling. And then when they finally wrestled, everybody's like, oh, Sting's going to beat Hogan. And he didn't. Right. And, you know, people are like, what the f- are you what? Like, we've invested 18 months in this and we don't get a payoff. Right. And like years later, uh, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan have said, well, you know, we didn't Sting like didn't show up with a great tan. And so, uh you know, we, we didn't really feel like that was the right move to put the belt on him at that time. No, yeah, it was tans were in. Yeah, because you had to yeah, have a tan to be you cool. Have to, yeah, you have to have a tan. So, But he I'm, wore makeup, though, at that time, didn't he? Wasn't that yeah. the whole, like, crow phase? So yeah. that oh, that's a little bit interesting. Years later, it came out that he was, like, going through a divorce and basically wasn't in shape. Right. And he was going through some personal stuff. And so that, but yeah, he didn't were, even want to wrestle or yeah, be he was like too much. Basically, he, he didn't show up tan. So I <sighs> learned that lesson. And everywhere I go now, I show you, up with a good tan. You're looking very copper ish. Yeah. Copper toned. Yeah. You got to, you got to have the, you got to have the tan, man. Like it's, you're, it, it's so important that, you know, certain people have named their kids. Tan man, Tanner or Tan man, yeah, exactly. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. He he will have to have a tan because if Um, he fail, that'll be weird. Yeah, well, it could be like one of those dudes, like you know, those bald guys that are called Harry. Yeah, good point. Yeah, (laughs) he could be like one of those guys. Right. No, that makes sense. Uh, Tan man, but he's like super pale. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So, which he would fit right in on Thoughty Thursday. Thoughty Thursday. A lot of tan, a lot of pale people on Thoughty Thursday. It's. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting thing yeah let's just say that yeah um well i'm back from uh from vacation um the vacation part was was nice the yeah. getting to and from uh from kansas city to gulf shores alabama yeah. is uh it's it's rough on a seven-year-old which then it makes is. it rough on uh, anyone else that's in the car. Um, yeah, and then uh, if you, uh, I-, I will pro tip for you. Do not put your address and the ending address into like Google Maps. Because yeah. it will send you through all those little two lane, four lane highways. It'll get you off interstate. Like Google that's Maps true. for some reason is like, very anti interstates yeah have you ever noticed that like they've even got that avoid interstates avoid highways like setting yes exactly no and i am they take you on an adventure 
Yeah. And so we ended up going through like, uh, you know, deep Mississippi. Nice. Uh, like two lane Mississippi. Uh, sure. Like nothing. You think Kansas yeah. was bad. Right. Um, so on the way home, I just old schooled it, man. I looked at a map of the interstate system mm. and I said, this is the way we're going to go. And when I routed it, Google Maps said that it was like the fourth option. <laughs> but dude, keep me on the keep me on the interstates on those long road trips. Sure. Cause yeah. there's there's plenty of things around. Um, you know, the chances of uh if the speed limit's 70, you're going, you know, 75, 80, if not more. Yeah, you're fine. Um, you know, all of that. So but we missed couple weeks ago I had to have a a sub come in for you to do the uh the will smith movie bracket because yeah, you amazing. got called on an emergency trip to go see fish in indiana it was an emergency because there was a lot of unwritten rules being broken rules rules with the z we like to yes. call these rules rules yes. so the rules it sounded like some of our concert goers were uh, were not abiding, and so they had to call in the big guns <laughs> in his soccer jersey with his Favorite name time. on the back. On the Favorite back, yeah. Time, 33. 33, yeah. Uh, which, coincidentally, you can pick those up at the Two C's with a Pod shop. Yes, exactly. Uh, Coming soon. In in your size. They're, uh, uh, if you want the authentic... Those are one ninety nine ninety nine. We can get you a replica for seventy nine ninety nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can personalize. You can personalize your famer jersey, but I don't know why you would want to. No, so you would we, just yeah, yeah. You want yeah. to be authentic. Yeah, right now we've got them in soccer. Uh, coming soon is going to be basketball and football and baseball. So and then we'll hockey, just kind of yeah, yeah. So Keep it you going. know, yeah. I mean uh, Wimbledon. That's going to be an interesting one. All white. <laughs> tennis skirt. Tennis skirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about uh, that? Famer time, famer time's tennis skirt. So, yes. um, so you, I, I saw some things out on the, uh, the Twitter machine. Yes. Um, from you and great friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Hogan, the great one yes. himself. Um, Controversies. So can you tell our listeners, cause I am not a, I'm not a, a concert aficionado. Like I sure. see the people that are posting, this is my hundredth fish show. People do a lot and, of those concerts. Uh, this Isn't is my 26th fish show. And, you know, and I'm thinking like, man, I don't even know if I've been to 26 concerts. Right. Like totally, so yeah. I am a novice completely out of that, that world, that underground world, if you yeah. will. You might be called so, a noob even. A noob. A noob. Yeah. yeah. A little uh, bit of a noob. So if you wouldn't mind, could you educate me on maybe some of these unwritten rules uh, I saw some things about behavior in the pit. I saw behavior. some things on stubbing down. I think I know what that one is. Yeah. I saw some things on the rail and then, uh, you know, maybe some like, is there something there about like, I know at Sandstone, they had the, uh, the lawn area. Sure. Is there something about saving space or something like that? So maybe just walk us through some of these unwritten rules. Absolutely. As, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, let me give you your survival guide, um, which I think this is probably some 
not all concerts are probably the same, right? But I do think there's some universal things. And I, I, I find some of them to be fine and probably important to follow. And then some that are very kind of exclusionary and, you know, kind of in, intended to be, um, I don't know, just kind of keep people away and keep people out as opposed to kind of include others. So one of the things, and, and our guy um, got into a little bit of a, a kerfuffle, we might even call oh, it. I like um, that word. Yeah, kerfuffle. Um, because there is a system for fish where you go in and you literally wait for four hours, five hours before the show to the early entry line okay and these folks again yeah so four or five hours before the show starts they are waiting in line they are the first to be let in hence early entry makes sense i'm there yeah you're with you you're with me um now the interesting part about this is is that they are going to a place that ultimately still is general admission does that make sense so in these areas you know how a lot of venues are set up is there would be what's called a pit when we're talking about rail and rail riders those are those are literally the people right on the front of the what you would call the first row right of the concert just they're leaning on the rail hence rail riders right then and then the next couple rows of folks are these early entry people now their argument is let me stop you just real quick Rail riders, also mm-hmm. early entry or? Yes, early entry folks. All these folks. So the first three or four rows of these, mm-hmm. in some, not all, con- like I said, this is very specific to fish, but some concerts are also like this too. It's not the only, they're not the only folks that do this, but um, yeah. So again, it still is a general admission area though. So all those folks can do is again, have this unwritten rule where if you are not an early entry person, then you cannot for any length of time stand in the first few rows. Their feeling is, is that because we have waited in this line, this early entry line for four hours, that even though you know, we are entering into a general admission area where the person who walked in five minutes before the show started has the same ticket as I do. Now, there's a couple other things. It's very territorial. So number one, they spread out. And so it's a really strange thing. I've got a buddy. So we had kind of a split in our, our what plus crew. I shouldn't say a split. We, we all support each other. And it's just one of those things. One of our guys, Travis, is a rail rider is a guy who does do a lot of early entry um supports the system thinks it's ultimately right although he does see the faults and sees how people are very rude and very kind of again territorial and just you know so our guy walks up without being an early entry and and kind of walks up there there's a lot of space right because again these people me, spread out i want to stop you i'm gonna i'm gonna keep interrupting you and i, I, Please I apologize do. but when no. i interrupt you it's too how do i know how do you know if you're early entry or not is it just group group think here it truly is a honor type system and that's the problem right is that you're gonna have the same wristband i do you've got the same ticket as i do so nothing says that you can't be in this area other than, again, these unwritten rules with the Z. 
that says you cannot. And so, again, so there's two, two problems with this. Their argument, which is fair and valid is that if you want to be in these areas, you get there five hours early before the show. We're sacrificing all this time to party with our friends, to hang out, um, and all that fun stuff you guys do because we want to be in that area. So if you want to do it, you have to wait in line. And, and that's, a, that's valid. That's not also true because it becomes a, hey, I know people in the Rail Rider area. Um, I always am, or I typically do. So my friend is going to stay and everyone recognizes me. And so lets me in. It's become kind of a very clicky thing. Um, if that makes sense, if you're, if you're one of that crew, you don't always have to wait, you know, like again, the rules say, right. Which is the rules are always, you have to wait the five hours. Let me jump in here. Yes. So I have a group of six. Correct. Can I send two in four stay out and party? The other four kind of come. That's that's what's not supposed to happen, but that is what happens, okay? Because it ultimately is because they kind of all know each other and they've all become like this crew. And so, yes, that happens quite often. So they spread out to keep – there's a lot of space and which allows them to bring – To bring people in or just gives them crazy amounts of space compared to everyone else in the pit. So by like the third row back – there's this line of the, the last line of defense is these dudes and, and ladies, whatever it is, that stand very tight and stand very close and kind of don't allow people to go in there. And if you do go in there, you're pretty immediately told you don't belong here. You can't be here, you know. And so that's what happened to our guy. Our guy says, hey, I have a ticket to be here, which that's that's a little bit of a gray area. <laughs> but his argument is, Hey, I paid to get in here too. Why can't I be here? And then he's told to F off and get out of here. And so he tells them to F off back and there you go. Does it ever turn physical? It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Does it often turn physical? Their argument I think would be that it, it it's less because of the system. And as long as people follow the rules with the Z, there won't be, and that's their thing. But again, that's that exclusionary piece of it, you know? So yes, no, it becomes very physical because people who don't know, again, the unwritten rules go to try to go down there. And honestly, Kevin is someone who won't, isn't afraid to tell you to F off, but I also think he's someone who isn't going to just start swinging, you know, at, at, at you, you know, but there is people that do, right? So, hey, I'm just, I've been drinking, I've been partying, I want to get up close to the band, you know, for a little bit. I'll come stumbling up there. They tell me to F off. I'm Mr. Tough Guy, right? And that I have to get out of here. I stand my ground and someone kind of gives me a little shove or a little push and it's over, you know? So, yes, it does. It has in the past gotten violent. Yes. Yeah. So what do they do when the show starts? So I there's, – there's two things that I uh, – that I liken this to. So the parades mm-hmm. that we've been fortunate enough to, there's been two in the past few years yeah. that we've been fortunate enough to attend. Yeah. Um, you know, I was always amazed at the people that are down at union station that are like right up on the rail. And my question is always, what time did those people get there? Mm-hmm. You know, cause like I showed up, let's say the parade starts at, I forget, 11, 12, whatever, you know, I'm getting down there at like eight or nine 
Right. You're still in the back. And or... I'm still standing, you know, uh, four or five deep. Right. So I'm wondering, man, what time do you have to get down here to be on the rail? Not even on the rail on the route, on the rail at the actual celebration parade. So, you know, I kind of liken it to that. And then my next question, because this is where I always go to, is like, okay, so I'm dead center. I was the first person there. Uh, as soon as the clock hit zero on the, uh, or the, the last out was recorded, I drove down and I got there. How, what if they get hungry or have to go to the bathroom or like, are they allowed to leave and come back to go to the bathroom? See, that's like, the piece, right? Like it's always been. And I think this is where old school folks will tell you, this is where it's so whack because it's always been fluid. Okay. And the idea that you kind of had this right to a space that was ultimately general admission was not even a thing that was was considered because it just doesn't make sense. Um, but now, again, with this system, it, it's an attempt because what they also don't like is is they don't want people rushing in, right? That's the other one thing, right? So if they, let's say we let everybody in at once and everybody comes rushing in and running in and wants to get to that general admission awesome spot, right? So they're trampling people or they're just being, you know, kind of very crazy right there when they're first letting people in. And so I, I still, though, ultimately believe that you should have a system like that. I have always advocated for general admission at all shows, especially for those shows. Not, not every show that will work, but for our shows, general admission should work. And it does work in some venues. Some venues are literally general admission everywhere, right? Um, so it, it's a really interesting thing to how, yeah, it ends up working out. And so I don't know. So is it at every fish show general admission is, uh, well, let me, uh, let me ask another question. Are there reserved seats? Depends on the venue, right? So they'll, they'll play starlight, right? And starlight is seats all the way down to the bottom. So it does eliminate some of that. So if you did have reserve seating all the way to the front and back, that could also solve the problem a little bit because ultimately it is a ticket thing, right? Your ticket yeah. deal. It's my ticket, bro, that I am sitting in. It's not about who got here first or last. I could come in whenever I hell I want to technically, right? And say, hey, that's my ticket. I bought it. You move, you know? So there's that. Then again, like I said, there's also pits sometimes there's pits reserved so that goes back to that stubbing down thing which they have tried to avoid that somewhat who's that um, us venues venues you know so that's the other piece right it's like that's what i try to tell folks i'm like right now we're getting to a point where we have more rules than the venues do and if we're doing that then i'm not sure like i'm not sure what we're doing you know because venues have tried to avoid so basically the, the stub down right it's a classic move is you've got pavilion or you've got pit seats, right? You've got the closest. Now are I those, got, these general admission pit seats, are these, are these the most expensive tickets that you can buy? Mostly, mostly typically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Give me a, give me a ballpark. What are we paying for, for fish? Depends, depends on the place, you know, but it could be upwards of nine, 90 bucks, you know, for a pit ticket, whereas a lawn ticket might be 45, you know, 50, something like that. 
So, you know, the stub down move was, and it didn't used to be when you could stub down a lot easier, that, that ticket gap was not like that as much. Um, but yeah, the move of course is, you know, again, you have a good ticket. I have a lawn ticket. Um, all you have to do is be down there and hand me your ticket. Right. And so I could be, all you really need is one ticket to the pavilion and you can get everyone down. Right. Because they're not watching, right. Or whatever. And you can literally just hand them back to your buddy. Or if you have two, right. Then that's all it really takes. If you have two pavilion seats, you could get down limitless people because you take you, right. You take me down. Right. Then yep. you take the two tickets back up to the lawn, take another friend down. You take the tickets back, you know, those two same tickets, you just keep doing that parade. Right. And then eventually you got your whole crew down to the pavilion. Well, again, that was like seen as kind of a, a, a badge of honor. It's kind of like a cool trick and move to do. And now again, it's, it's kind of almost frowned upon because everyone's kind of very much, you know, it's my space and my area and, there was rules there for a while. People would tarp off areas. That was a thing until people kind of got shamed out of that. Tarping, it was called. So they'd get the general admission spot and then just put up like a freaking 10 by 10 tarp or something huge, some massive tarp that would, you know, claim their spot, right? Well, then there'd be one person on it or there'd be zero people on it. And they'd want to come back right before the show and say, oh, that's my tarp you know, that I put down that's hold my spot, you know, and stuff like that. So it, it just, it gets really as, you know, peace, love and hippie, all that other stuff, you know, it can also get very territorial and silly. Sounds, it sounds, uh, sounds like fish shows can be very cutthroat. They can be, they can be. And because they, people take them very seriously, you know, I mean, as much as we dance around and act stupid and do, you know, and do silly stuff, I, I there is a level of, seriousness to it and no one wants to have their experience you know messed up which which i get you know i mean that's the other part of it you know people are mad if you talk too much that's a big fish no-no too you know and, and any concert and so there's this, this level of and you've been there i'm sure or, or been to a i know definitely country concerts of, of people like that where it's it's like why did these people even buy this ticket because they can just talk at home you know, and yell and, and talk, then they don't even have to yell over this music, right? Like, why would you buy, right, a $40 ticket to go see, you know, Garth Brooks or whatever it is, and literally never listen to a minute of Garth Brooks, because you're yelling at your buddies, or your girlfriends that you went with the whole time talking over the music, right? And so that's a big no, no, boy, you get in big trouble. We call them chompers. Those are chompers. Can't be a chomper. Um, which again, there's levels to it, right? I what get it. Please, like, what are what is acceptable behavior? Like, what is acceptable conversation? Like, I like the thing. song, yes, or like, singing the song, but not like, or that's, hey, that's, I gotta go to the bathroom in two songs, or <laughs> do you want a drink? Um, but not that, like uh, that's the unwritten rules. Goes hey, back. check out that dude's shirt. That shirt's so stupid. Like, that's that's probably no good. Or Andy, what, what? What can it, we talk about? This is where it goes back to the sports analogy of unwritten rules are, you know, the old saying, of course, rules are made to be broken, like unwritten rules are, I mean, times that by 100, right? Because there's so much gray area, right? Like baseball, baseball's the worst about unwritten rules, right? You can't, you can't, you know, 
drop your bat and, you know, pose after you hit a home run. You can't do, you can't steal when you're up by a certain amount of runs, you know, you can't, you know, just a lot of really like unwritten things that yes, aren't, aren't written down. So anytime that's the case, then it's left to the interpretation of the people doing it. Right. So like, that's what bothers me is that sometimes, you know, again, people are videotaping people talking at concerts. I'm like, y'all come on now. Like, don't, let's not do this because that's a very slippery slope into this, like, you know, behavior where we're just policing each other to the point where, right. No one can talk. It's like, I hope no one catches me when I'm just talking to tell my buddy exactly what you said. Like, man, this is an awesome song or, Oh man, you know, let's go to the pisser here after the, you know, after this next one or, you know, or whatever, like that has to, you have to be able to talk some at a show. Like it's ridiculous to think that you're not going to speak right now. Of course, there's the other extreme, right? Which does is a problem because dudes, this is an expensive show, you know, like I did not pay to hear you talk about your pool league or your fantasy football league, you know, like I'm, I came here to listen to fish, you know, so if I can move, I'll move, you know, or whatever. But if you've got a seat, it's trickier, isn't it? You know, because you don't know what to do. And so like, you're stuck with these people hollering in your ear while you're trying to listen to music. So again, it, it, it's, it's the same thing with the rail riders. They've got a point, but when it gets extreme, it gets really silly. And, you know, when you're being, you're telling people to F off the minute they step in there, when they have a ticket, like I've, I've got a problem with that, you know, same thing with the chomping. Like if you're going to talk, that's okay. Like we have to be able to talk, but then there is, overboard where it is annoying you know so i don't know it's like everything else there's a there's a balance and left to interpretation left to human yes um what my my degree of i guess um putting up with a chomper i might be a four and you're a seven Exactly. And as far as like, and now, people party, I mean, people party too. That's the other part that people, I think is so hilarious. I, I put a pretty funny post up. I actually pat myself on the back there a little bit. It's kind of a humble brag, but like, basically they do, you know, when you go to a concert, you do a lot of stuff that makes you want to talk, right? Like whether it's drinking, whatever other things that people do a concert, whatever it is, these are talking activities, right? And then, right, we're telling everybody to then just shut, shut up, you know, or I'll kill you. You know, you can't talk, even though I've had, you know, five beers and I'm having a good time, you know, or whatever. And I want to hang with my friends and, and I haven't seen them in forever and things like that, you know? So it's just this level of like, it's just a, a fine balance, like you said, and it's proportional. But I will say, we, you brought up the balloon issue. A balloon issue is something with fish that is a problem. It's a hot button for you. This is a problem. This is a, you have very low tolerance here. I have low tolerance and I have, I, to me, fish is a place where I'm in a community that is important that we're not judgmental, but there's a difference between, and I, I believe that everyone should be able and allowed to, to have to enjoy the concert any way they want to, as long as they're not doing, you know, anything that's going to impede any other people's fun and that they're not going to trash the place. Okay. And what happens with these balloons is these are nitrous balloons. Okay. And what happens is, is these, this is a part of, it's not just fish culture. It's a 
lot of music culture, but it's these groups of people that go around, they buy these nitrous tanks that literally are sold to dentists, right? Fill them up with balloons and then sell them, right? Which again, not, not my place. I don't believe in, you know, we've, we've had these conversations before on, on where I am with, with that. And again, choices are choices. What I hate is that these, what I'm assuming is, again, you, when you think of fish people, when you think of some any concert people, you think of like, they're probably left, lefty a little or they're liberals or they're conscious about certain things. Well, what happens is, is that they drop these balloons and, and, and absolutely litter these balloons all over these venue parking lots, these grassed areas. And when we went and saw them in St. Louis, I mean, it was all over these little league fields all over this area and it was disgusting and it was wrong and it's so simple and such an easy fix of just putting these things in your pocket you don't have to do it there is that you know i'll throw that in there for the, for that because i just don't get it it's not something i would suggest doing it's i don't get it at all but okay what's you don't it have do to for, do it what's it do same thing i mean think about nitrous have you ever had nitrous at the dentist nitrous oxide think about again it's it, it's it's laughing gas right so or you know it's 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 it, that's what it's kind of referred to sometimes but it's like meant to put you in kind of that silly euphoric state right that ultimately is used by dentists mostly to put you in a kind of silly numbed out kind of feeling you know like deanna deanna uses it at the dentist because she hates the numbing shots so any kind of thing she never gets numbed never which i think is insane which is, I can't even imagine what she's, how she does it, but she hates the numbing and hates the needle into her gum. So she will only take nitrous and only do the gas. And so they give her the gas. And so it just makes her again, kind of pain-free for a little bit because you're just, it puts you in this kind of euphoric state. Well, same thing, right? Obviously here for what it does. So people then discard them, right? Because they're done with these balloons. And instead of literally just, you could put them in your pocket. I mean, you just, I mean, think about what a discarded balloon, the level of like how easy it would just be to put them in your pocket, but people don't and they drop them all over and it's so gross and it's such terrible behavior and I just hate it. I hate it. So you are, let's recap here, rail riding up or down for you. It's, I personally, for me, I, let, let me just say this. Number one, I would not do it because that's not how I want to experience a concert. I don't want to be up there. If I ever wanted to be up there, I would go quickly and be out of there. That's not where I would want to be. What's the, the uh, system? The system do, is terrible. Again, do the people so that go I, up I would there, say no. Do the people that go up there so they, so I am just kind of listening here. My common sure. sense says that if you wait four hours, to get into like it kind of reminds me of back in the day where when you wanted to go to an event yeah. you would go line up at your yeah, the ticket, ticket master, master and then yeah. they started Block doing Buster the lottery video. yeah they Block started Buster doing video. the lottery yeah. and then uh yeah. you know to kind of keep people from keeping their grocery shoppers or wherever from from trying to get in so right. but you know that was kind of back when i guess i would attend concerts and events and more live event type stuff and i always felt like I didn't particularly love the lottery system because it felt like, well, you know, similar to what these people are saying, like, look, if I sacrifice four hours Mm -hmm. 
to come get this upfront seat. I don't really feel like it's fair for this dude to just kind of saunter up here and. Right. No, hundred percent. That's that's where, that's where they have the point. But to me, that's in practice and what you're saying. Absolutely. But that's not ultimately what happens again. What happens is they spread out so far to the point where they're taking up ridiculous amounts of space. That's number one. Well, let me, let me stop you here too. On the early entry, do they cap the number of people that can line up there? That's a good question. I, I honestly, I've never wanted to do it nor never cared. And so it just never has been something. You know, it's like I've, the first hundred in first 500 in or something like that. Okay. They cap it. Right. So, yeah, I, I again, I, I have no idea. And again, I, I I'm fine with it. I just wish fish had a better system. They need a more, they cannot leave it to the fans and to people to police it that just don't know any better because there's two problems. There's one, there's people that don't give a fuck and they're just going to walk up there. Cause they're going to have that other attitude of like, I paid my tickets. Like this is not, they didn't say on the ticket that I had to get a good spot or I had to do this, that I had to be here four or five hours. They didn't say that. I didn't know that, you know, I just bought a ticket. So I'm coming up here. There's space right here. You, right. I see it right in front of me. There's no one there. Why could I not go? You know, they're going to be that way. And so they need to have a more of a, either a, a wristband, something, some sort of piece of security that's beyond just the, the fans trying to police it. Because when you have that, like people never understand that. There's a lot of things that I've seen. They have the, you have VIP tickets, right, exactly. which are early, sounds like the early entry. Right. That's what it should be. Or don't have an early yeah, entry. You have, have a, a you VIP have a v- ticket yeah. where you can come in anytime, but that space is open. And that's, that's kind of, they don't like that look though. See, cause what happens is, is a lot of times those VIP right up fronts end up kind of empty or there's not a whole lot of people in it. Right. So they end up having like these little emptier spaced areas. And then all of a sudden it's packed behind it. Well, because it sounds people like didn't want to pay. it sounds like the uh, rail riders kind problem. of the rail riders kind of, uh, do that anyway. Artific- artificially create that. That's a hundred percent. If what they're happens. if they're basically getting wide, and getting their arms out, and you know all exactly. that stuff. So like, I'm just picturing people standing like super wide in there. Is that what you mean <laughs> by like nah, creating they, space? Or do they, they, put they, down, like, they put down blankets? They spread out. Yes. Yeah, so if you or me or together, we wouldn't be anywhere near like shoulder to shoulder. We would be like. Yes, like you said, okay, so, arms apart, and no one gets in between us okay, until so, our crew comes, or even when the show comes, I'm keeping all that space open. All right, so here's an area where I may be a rail rider. Then, okay. um, when we go to the kids' games, let's call it a soccer game. Okay. And Kara and I get there early because of you know you got to get the kid early. Right. She sets an edge. I set an edge, <laughs> and then. The grandparents, grandparents fill, in. fill in. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what happens. Again, are we, are we rail or like, are we wrong there? No, you're not wrong, and that is rail riding technically, and that's exactly what it looks like. Again, though, what the difference is is that right? Everybody, nobody paid. wants to go to my kids' soccer game. That's no, right? No <laughs> one's paid for that, right? Other than grandma and grandpa, and no, so they don't. The, no one really cares. There's no demand the, for that spot. The soccer fields that we played at last year, like it was kind of a. Yeah, you got to get with, there early. Well, with COVID, stuff. they kind of it was weird. Like you can't sit on the side of the players, so we're gonna just jam pack the all the right. the family on this side, and oh by the way, you're you have to sit across from midfield from your 
your team's bench. Yeah, that's an unwritten rule. To the other team. And so it's kind of this like weird. Okay, that should so- be a rule, though. They should have that rule, man. That should be a, not an unwritten rule. You should have to sit on your half. No, it was that- a written rule. They should have in, that in that way. league that we were in. But my point is, is that when you're looking at like a kid's soccer team, you got eight kids on the team and each one of them is going to bring four or six people out. Like that space actually yeah, no, it's, is it's, kind of limited. Um, so anyway, apparently I'm a rail rider at Little it. League Games. Um, so <laughs> fantastic. Uh, another uh, another thing in which we disagree on, because apparently <laughs> I am full on rail riding here. And no, that's amazing. And I, uh, I set a perimeter. And that's right. Okay, well, we'll so, have to. So who do they, who do they let you and I are there? Okay. We get in four or five, we get in line. Do we just keep our space or are we letting Phil and Collins and may and our, the rest of our crew, De- Deanna, the and whoever's with us. Do we let them fill that's in the this? Yes. See, that's the piece that I'm saying is not, that's where their argument breaks down because not everybody has to make that weight. And if everybody did have to make that weight, then it does become a little more, you know, fair and yeah. more accurate of a system. But if it's just who you know, then again, it has become this and that's what it's turned into. And again, it's fine because for me, I, I it's not a bone to pick for me. I do have, yeah, I do have a bone to pick up for the, for the balloons. Like I leave in the concert, I sang a song through the whole this whole section of people just, and it was, I don't think they liked it either. Tim weekend work was with me and yeah, he, he did say, yeah, I don't think they took that too well, but I was singing a song. I was just like, just put your balloons in your pockets. Just please put your balloons. I was saying it very loud. Um, did you have so, your famer time Jersey on? No, you not that night. No, not that night. Thankfully. Yes. No, not that night. I just, again, I have well, no, you, you know what I said? I want people to live their lives and do their thing, but I also don't want well, people to trash it because if you're a venue, do you want to have, you know, a, a band's con, you know, crew back if they act that way, you know, and stuff. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing too, is kind of like, or the other thing, the fact of the matter too, is that the venue is probably, as long as they make money off of fish and they make money, they don't care. But what they may do is they may charge a higher fee to that band for excessive cleanup, which then might eliminate the band's desire to come back to that, that particular place, right? Or so the city, or the city, right? There's yeah. a piece of where the city could come in and say, listen, last time fish was here, y'all. They trash this joint and it's all the, the this surrounding area that may not be the venue's even responsibility. That's right. the other piece, right? I mean, we spread out, you know. Well, you're seeing a lot of uh, concerts and live events are moving to Barclay Center instead of Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is MSG is union. Right. So if, Everything's if, more I'm, expensive. if I'm WWE and I have my own rigging guys and lighting guys and you know, carpenters and people, and I have to hire a union guy from New York to set up my rings and at, or, or at a minimum, I have to pay the union guy to basically do nothing while my people do it. Whereas if I go to Barclays, well, I I don't, I don't have to pay that. So that could go into uh, that, that could go into choices, the need for, 
Yeah, for where you're gonna where you're gonna play, like what's your venue cost? Because I mean, right. the fact of the matter is, is if the band can charge ninety, fifty, and thirty for their tickets, right, and they can put fifteen thousand in there, and let's say that the venue is going to cost them one hundred fifty grand, and this one's going to cost them five hundred grand, where would you go? You know, so right. Um, anyway, man. Uh, well, so. Uh, I appreciate you walking walking us through that. Uh, the just, rules, man. Lots of rules. Lots gotta, of rules to uh, to go to concerts. Is there any other rules that I need to know about uh, for my next? If you're tall like Big Chris, you have to stand in the back. Or Phil, you have to be, you know, I'm joking. I, that's always a thing, too, right? People get mad at the tall folks. And it's just, to me, I'm never going to get mad at anything that people can't Should they get mad or... at the fat fat people, too? No, definitely the tallies and concerts, I think, more than anything. And that's that's the same thing, right? So the tall guys, I can't see over you. Well, the fat people are taking up more room. Again, yeah. No, it's interesting. A a friend of ours that was there said that to Chris. Like, I know people always ask you how tall you are. Like, why don't, why do people think that's okay? Like, we don't ask, just go up and ask everyone how fat they are. You know, like, we don't, you know, but if you're tall, the first question out of people's mouths are, how tall are you? Or for Deanna, if you're a tall girl, it's always basketball. And I would imagine that dudes, too, that are tall. Oh, you play basketball, you know. Oh, I imagine you play basketball. You know, it probably pisses Phil off when people don't ask him yeah, well, how tall okay. he is. You don't look like no baller. <laughs> how like, tall he ah. is and if he played basketball. He's like, oh, I played basketball, damn it. <laughs> exactly. All right, buddy. Anything else, we, uh, anything else we need to know about our unwritten rules of going to concerts. Um, I don't think so. I think right, that's man. it. We've covered as much as we can. We can well, dude, I appreciate it, man. Um, I know we were crunched for time. So thanks for, uh, thanks for back to us school, in. brother. Yeah, back I know, to man. School. I know you, you look open house last night. And, you, uh, yeah. you already got bags under your eyes. Kids haven't oh, even come back. You already, dude. you already got bags under your eyes. Um, Getting up at six in the morning yeah. again, brother. That was the, two in the morning or like one in the morning, stay up, get, get up at like nine. It's all over now, dude. Yeah, dude. It's been weird. Like I actually like woke up at nine o'clock today. Nice. And I got up and I was like, well, went to the gym and then kind of just been milling around. Like, I don't know, man, this, this retirement life is nice, (laughs) but I I worry about getting bored too. Cause like, I know like Kara went back to school this week and so like i've had the kids to but my mom wanted them a couple days because they had planned on her watching them before the sale went through and so uh i uh there was a couple days here where i was kind of alone at the house by myself and i'm like weird feeling uh so what a can't really mow the yard because like it's the middle of uh the middle of august and my yard is just completely burnt up exactly like i have nothing to mow so right all right buddy well enjoy soccer uh enjoy at this soccer practice today make sure that uh you get a good seat and uh make sure you elbow somebody out of where you need to be all right (laughs) tell them to f off that's right all right buddy we'll see you next week talk to you soon see y'all